New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning, everybody. Uh, This is Dixie. I'm the Women's Director, and I'm so glad you're joining us this morning for our podcast as we're studying through Exodus. Uh, It's just a wonderful thing. You know, God's Word is timeless, but Exodus really is. You know, in this great book, we have things about suffering, disobedience, the stubbornness, but we also see the goodness of God. So as we continue on in our reading, I'm going to be reading uh, this morning from Exodus chapter 8, uh, verses 16 through 19, and I will be reading from the ESV version. So if you'll join me in verse 16, then the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And they did so. Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth, and there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats in all of the land of Egypt. The magicians tried their secrets, secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Very, very short passage, but it's got packed with some good information for us today. And I just wanted to share some of that with you just to give you some background. Um, this is the third plague uh, that the Lord had said he would put on the land of Egypt. Um, and uh, the Greek root word for plague is plaga, which means strike. And, you know, when you think about the almighty, mighty God, putting this strike on the people, you could also say this is God's mighty blow um, to the people of Egypt. Um, And he's making himself known, his sovereignty known uh, to the Egyptians. But in this particular plague of the gnats, we see some differences from the plagues before and some differences from the plagues to uh, come. And the first thing that I would like to, to point out in this plague not only is it short, but it's uh, it's executed a little differently. In the two plagues before, one of them, there is a time of day that the Lord tells Moses and Aaron to go to Pharaoh and to give him the warning. And then one of in the uh, the plague of the frogs, he doesn't say what time of day to go, but he says, go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go or I'm going to do all this, you know, and um but in this particular one, there is no time of day set and there is no go to Pharaoh first and tell him what's coming. It is strictly just an execution of the plague that happened. So that makes it uh, set apart and be a little different. The other thing that I noticed in this one is that, um, of course, because they did not go to Pharaoh first, there wasn't an opportunity for Pharaoh to... Um, promised to let the people go. We still learn that his um, heart was hardened and he wouldn't listen to them, but he does not promise to let the people go. 
then one of the things that I think is we'll we'll focus on quite a bit here this morning is that the magicians for the first time were not able to reproduce the same thing that Aaron and Moses did. And that's that's pretty important. Um, It says in verse 17 that he struck the dust of the earth and there were gnats gnats on man and beast. And I immediately thought of that dust of the earth because that phrase, if you think back into Genesis, has been used several times before. In Genesis 13, when uh, God was talking to Abram in reference to how many offspring that the Lord would give uh, Abram. And also in um, Genesis 28, when he talked to Jacob, he said the same thing. But this dust of the earth phrase was used as like a, a number for the offspring, the numerousness of uh, the kingdom that would be here on earth. And um the way I look at it, it's like what I always call TNTC gnats, too numerous to count, because the people of the earth are too numerous to count, and that's the way these gnats were. I also think about just all the little sand particles and how many gnats that can be, and I'm reminded of um, gnats, and, you know, really the word gnats could also be interpret- interpreted as small flying things. But when we lived in Florida, there were these things, and some of you may have experienced them, called noceums. And they were called noceums because you could not see them. They were so tiny. But they were the most painful, irritating, sharp, biting little insects ever. And they would just keep on. They would just kind of swarm on you and get them, especially at dawn and dusk. So I, when I think of that and I think about the, this plague and this swarm of gnats, I cannot imagine having them not only on the people, but on the animals. So as much as the dust of the earth, there were that many gnats. So this plague was vast. It was really vast. Um, But the highlight here, as we said, the magicians could not um, reproduce this. um, They could not reproduce. I'm sorry. They could not reproduce this, um, this act that Moses and Aaron did. But they said something very important in verse 19. And then the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. So this is a profound confession and proclamation. This is the finger of God. So once again, God is declaring his sovereignty, not over all the earth in this instance, but over magic and that no magic is equal to the power of God. So the magicians are acknowledging First off, that this very possibly, this act of Aaron and Moses's is very powerful and that it was God that did it. Um, And they were also beginning to see that the stance that Pharaoh was taking, his hardened heart was causing harm and bringing harm on his own people. And, um, And, you know, it was a big deal for the magicians to confess this because they could have easily explained away this swarm, this vast swarm of gnats. Because if you remember, they've had bloody water, dead fish, and then they had like all of these dead frogs. So easily they could say, well, all of this is coming because of all of that. So it's not really an act of God. It's not really something great. But they were able to see that, to see that and begin to believe that this was an act of God. So you you also see here that the Egyptians are beginning to acknowledge that the God of Aaron and Moses um, is doing these things and that Aaron and Moses can see that, yes, this is happening just as God said, because God had told them previously that he would make the Egyptians 
um, believe just as what was happening today. But when I think about this, and you know, I think about sometimes how stubborn that we can be um, in going on through our life, what I ask myself, and it's something maybe for you to ponder on uh, this morning as you finish listening to this, is that what does it take for us to see the finger of God? When will we stop and see the goodness of God, see God acting in our life, see things that are happening, whether it's something that we view as a blessing or whether it's suffering, whether it's a struggle, no matter what it is, when and how is it that we can see the hand of God? Or do we try to explain away in our world today when God is acting amongst us? You know, is it like... Are we like the magician sometimes that we think that we can produce this, you know, in our own power, that we can reproduce this? Or do we have faith and trust in God and uh, know that it is the hand of God? Um, you know, oftentimes in my prayer time, I ask, how, how can I see you more, Lord? How can I see that this is you in my life? You know, show yourself to me. How do we know that? And I'm telling you, folks, the way that I know that where God is and the only way we can know God is through the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, but through studying his word. So the more you listen to these podcasts, the more you get in and read God's word, then as you go through life, as you go through your daily um your daily lives, whether it's a great day or not such a great day, you can begin to see the finger of God and the hand of God and see his goodness uh, working in your life. So once again, I'm so glad that you uh, have joined us today and I pray that you will stick through uh, this podcast on Exodus. It's going to be a great time and the Lord has a lot of things to teach us. So you all have a, a wonderful, great day. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.